Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of That's So Neat. I'm your host, Neetu, and today our neat topic of discussion is South Asian weddings. Um, it's just, I'm planning one as you guys already know, and uh, it's something else. Like, I didn't truly understand how much goes into it, but we're going to jump into that today. Um, again, before I start, all thoughts, opinions, that are shared are of my own and do not represent any entity I have been, am currently, or will be affiliated with in the future. So again, opinion-based, all of them are mine. And if you don't agree, I'm sorry. And if you do agree, well, let's get ready to relate. So without further ado, let's roll the intro. Well, wedding planning, it's something, isn't it? It's <laughs> quite. I don't think I realized how much work it is to plan a wedding until I've started doing it now and how many things I actually disagree with in our culture that happen that I thought were done but clearly they're still not done because they're still so prevalent. Um, so today we're going to talk about that and a little bit about how we can change it in the future. I think the first thing is just the amount of functions and the fact that nobody really knows why these functions occur. I'm all for traditions. I'm all for a good time. I love dancing. I love partying. That's my favorite thing to do. But I don't understand why so many. So it's like, um, I'm Sikh. I'm Punjabi. And so for us, it's like my bibi was telling me we have to have three manya, which which is like where they put turmeric on your body and then you have to have a reception and you have to have a juggle and some people have engagements and then you have your wedding. So like you think about all these events and they're expensive because all of these events are open bar and like full buffet with like six items to eat. It's crazy expensive and like I don't understand why we have some of these functions because if you look at the traditions traditionally like back in the day they made sense so for example when you did the juggle um which is a function that happens where the bride or groom side a uh, bride or groom's mom's side of the family comes um with like this like i don't even know what to call it what do you call a like a juggle it's basically like a i don't even know like a pot <laughs> I don't even know. You put something on your head, basically, and you are, it has lights on it, it's decorated. Apparently, the function of that was back in the day in the village, it was a way to notify the rest of the village that um, people are awake and um, going to stay at the house that the wedding's at. So because they used to have like a lot of, um, what do you call it, like jewelry or like, um, dowry items and what used to happen is if there wasn't a lot of noise um, someone would come and rob them so it was almost like a security or alarm system that was the true function of a juggle and if I said that wrong please anybody who knows the actual thing this is from my understanding of what I have been told is that was the purpose of the juggle now all of our juggles are in like banquet halls does anybody even do a juggle at home anymore I highly doubt it and also like we live in houses that have security alarms. So if you have something, I'm pretty sure you have a safe at home that will 
keep all your items and you don't need people to make noise to make it known that there's a wedding there and that people are there guarding the house so you look at some of the traditions and you're just like why do these even happen like for example the milni right before the godwara there's a milni of the families and you basically um hug and embrace the opposite side's family so like bride's family greets the groom's side of the family and they hug each other so the mommy will hug and then the puas will hug whatever it is but the purpose of that was because these people didn't know each other nor did they ever see each other nor did they have any contact with each other now you look at it and everybody knows each other before the wedding so is there truly a purpose of the milni at the godwara i don't think so but hmm. i hope in the future we can actually look at some of these uh, traditions and question them and actually make changes. I know for me I've modified a lot of things that I'm doing like the Mendy event and whatever to my liking because some of the events just don't make sense to him. So wherever I was able to get a little bit of leeway to change, I did and others I had to shut up and listen to everybody. But it just is one of those things of I hope that we can take a step back and look at the tra- traditions and see if they're actually valuable or have purpose. Um I think right now we're in a weird generation where our parents are either immigrants or first generations and they hold those values and traditions very strong. Um but if you look at the true meaning behind the traditions they they have no value or meaning anymore so um yeah and i'm not hating on it if you guys want the traditions you want that you do you boo i don't care i'm not here to judge am i going to have like more than one event 100% <laughs> so i'm just here saying it but these are just my thoughts and how i feel um in terms of some of that and i hope when my kids get married i can change that for them because It's just crazy to me. Another thing about wedding events is that I feel like people just come out of like a hole and have an opinion, like whether that's about what you wear or what kind of food you should have, and like no one's ever happy. It feels like it's never about the bride and groom and like the wedding and that the fact that they look happy together. Like people are just there to judge one another, and I'll never understand it. And I can't sit here being like innocent. I was a part of the problem. I've done it. many a times where you see somebody's outfit and you're like, "Ew, that's so ugly. Why would she wear that?" Well, she liked it. That's why she wore it. But it's one of those things of like everybody has an opinion, everybody has a comment, and that leads to like unnecessary beef. Like there's always drama. Like no one's ever happy. There's always something going on, some sort of tension, and it's just so stressful and I just wish that everybody would stop. I don't even I don't even know how to make them stop because it's one of those things that I mean, it just comes with the territory. Um I feel like our parents you see them run around and try to please everybody and then in the end someone's still going to be pissed. So there's always so much tension I feel between the family, but then you put on a fake smile and feel like everything's happy, but it just feels so yucky to me inside. So I hope that and i think it's also like for my first point i think it could be because there's so many events and there's just so much work to be done that no one's actually enjoying themselves like our poor parents are usually running around catering to other people that they don't even truly get to enjoy the weddings they're just constantly in a state of anxiety and stress um so i hope in the future we can cut those events and then everybody can enjoy them that's my hope for the world <laughs> thing that um scares me about indian weddings is the amount of people there i'm just generally a very introverted person and like 
the amount of people that are at weddings sometimes, like, you don't even, the bride and groom technically sometimes don't even know who they are. And they're, like, parents' friends or friends of friends of friends or, like, you know, so we have to invite them. And it's just, like, the guest list gets so crazy. And, again, like I said, it's expensive. It's expensive to, like, have a wedding. So when you're looking at the guest list and it's, like, it becomes a zoo almost because you don't know anybody, there's, like, it's just, it's too much. The smaller, the better. And that's the other thing of, like, I feel like Western cultures and, like, if you look at Caucasian weddings, they can have fun themes and stuff, but we can't really do that unless we do it at, like, one of the pre-wedding events because um, everything is so traditional and, like, there's only one way of doing it. There's no negotiation, especially with our parents right now, um, that, yeah, it can be really hard. But in the same token, the things I love about Indian weddings is just how bright and colorful and fun they are. Um, I love dancing. I love being around the people that I love um, and just having a good time. Like I feel that, like attending a wedding is so much fun. It's like it's when you have to plan it that it's a little bit stressful. But I love the music. I love dancing. I love the food like for the most part as long as it's like paneer pakore i'm good i'm happy i'm content in life but um it's fun and you know what the ceremony itself is really beautiful like the jar and lama for the sick uh community um it's just the meaning behind it is very very significant um so i do love that stuff i as much as like i hate the amount of money that you have to spend on the clothes i do love the clothes we wear um just because it's one of those things of like it's a different kind of um excitement when you dress up in indian attire or in like punjabi clothes or in punjabi suit sari whatever it may be and you just feel regal like you just feel more important when you dress up like that like of course you go out and you dress up when you're getting ready for a reception it's just a different kind of excitement really some advice I guess I I would give people who are planning a wedding is just to really like sit with yourself and see what it is that you want to do um a lot of our weddings are based on what our parents want to do and what other people want to do but I think finding and I hate to say it like as much as I want to be very optimistic and be like yeah like you can get your way you just have to stand up for what you want it's not gonna happen because I hate to say it for most part our parents are forking the bill so they are going to get um more of the decisions of what is going to happen however I think between you and your partner if you create like a list of little things that you want to be non-negotiable, whether that's something like like the wedding guest book or if it's something like the cake or the decoration and what you want it to look like. I think between you and your significant other, your fiance, um, you guys should have a list of things that you know that no one's input is going to be in there, whether that's your outfits, whether that's um, decoration. Some little things that you know your parents don't really care about, but you could put more emphasis in so it feels like it's more of your own wedding. Um, I think that's the another thing is like when you're planning a Sikh or Indian or South Asian wedding, it feels like you're losing control a little bit because a lot of opinions are going to be thrown at you. So trying to find little things that you can actually 
plan with your significant other that are important to you. Another thing I think that um, the bride and groom can do um, is throughout the wedding week, like setting up time, whether that's like after your actual wedding or like throughout the week, um, if you're doing events together or whatever it may be, to find some time so it's just the two of you so that you can actually take in what's happening. I know it seems like a really long time, but historically when you're going through a wedding, there's so many things that happen so you don't really actually get to live in the moment so taking some time for you and the groom um or if you're not if you're the if you're the bride if you're the groom then you and your bride um taking some time for each other so that you can really enjoy the company of the people you love and another thing that I'm going to do for sure is I'm actually going to tell my photographer of different pictures I want so um not how to take them necessarily but a list of like I want pictures with these amount of people and I'm going to tell them you can take as many of these kind of pictures where they're staged and everybody's behind me at a certain amount of time, like maybe in the beginning or the middle or whatever it may be. But for the rest of the night, I just want to enjoy it. I don't want to like be pulled. I don't know if this is going to happen. I'll report back to you after my wedding. But I don't want to be pulled in like a hundred different directions taking pictures with people. I just really want to be able to enjoy it. And I think, um, especially in the South Asian community, every auntie wants a picture with the sagan money that they're giving you. But um, hopefully setting out a time that's like, okay, this is a lot of time for this nonsense. And for the rest, I really want to be able to enjoy my wedding. I'll report back on how that actually works because it could be terrible, but I am going to try that for myself and that's something that me and my fiance have discussed. Ah, it is that time. It's wedding season again. Things are going to get busy. I'm going to try my very best to stay on top of this. Um, it has been a lot trying to plan like co-hosts and um, other people, but I do love doing this and I actually opened up uh, my anonymous form and there were so many lovely comments and so many people that say that they enjoy listening to these little check-ins, even though they're short and sweet. Um, but again, if you guys have suggestions for different topics, if you guys want to be on the podcast, I would love to have more people on it. Um, there's some few suggestions actually that were in the anonymous form, which I loved that I will be um, getting to. So that will be fun. But um, yeah, please feel free to share. Let me know what your thoughts are about wedding season. Do you hate it? Do you love it? Should I do a part two about this and maybe get a male perspective? Because I feel like guys are very different than um, girls. And maybe I should get my fiance on here and he can talk about how he feels about the wedding process. Um, but yeah, um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out. You can follow me on Instagram at That's So Neat. Um, you can find me on TikTok as well at That's So Neat. And um, the anonymous form, which is the link is in my um, in my bio, at, in my Instagram account or in my Instagram, on my Instagram account. Um, but yeah, please, please, please share this with whoever you want to share it with. Like, rate it on um, Apple, rate it on Spotify. Let's get those numbers up. The more traction we get, the more I'm motivated to do this because I really want these messages to reach the greater community because I feel like they're important topics. But with that said, I will see you all next week. Have a lovely week. Bye and go Flames Go!